Welcome to your sanity safe space. Not a fucking issue. With your favorite YouTube podcast duo. You're fucking a white male. And a white female too. Saving the millennial generation in weekly installments. Live from a castle tower and his mother's basement. This is Beauty and the Beta. And we will make America great again. Dude, who are making these dumbass videos? That just say the same shit over and over again. Can't pay you attention because you're garbage human. Sarkeesian decided to use her position of institutional privilege to launch an unprovoked tirade of abuse after singling me out specifically to bully. just what is legal and illegal, right? Harassment is also the day-to-day grind of you're a liar, you suck, you, you know, making all of these hate videos to attack us on a regular basis and the mobs that come um, from You are fake news. Very fake news. Hello and welcome to the show. It is a great show, terrific show, tremendous show. Frankly, the best. You can ask anyone about that. People often do. This is Beauty and the Beta. My name is Matt Christensen. I'm flanked on my right, as always, by my wonderful co-host, Rebecca Blonde. Welcome. Hello. And uh, joining us tonight, friend of the show, Roaming Millennial. Welcome back. Hey guys, thanks again for having me. I feel like I should have a like loyalty card for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, we appreciate it. Um, we're happy to have you back, of course, uh, anytime. And um, I've mentioned this each and every time we stream because I'm getting the same dropped frames that I was getting previously. So it looks like we are maybe eligible for some technical difficulties again tonight. Aww. So please keep an eye on the chat if you can, Blonde. And if, if things are getting too choppy for people, I have some options. Maybe we can take care of it. So have them sure. let me know. This is, is driving me nuts because so last week roaming we had a bunch of technical difficulties, uh, frozen software freezing, internet lagging out, and I've spent all day troubleshooting and testing and it tests out fine and then we go live and now the problems are coming back. So, I totally understand. So yeah. <laughs> so please do uh, keep me informed uh, about the quality of the stream. Anyway. Uh, other than that, we got a jam-packed show tonight. A lot of little topics, a lot of smaller topics that I want to get through. We will catch up with what's going on on Roaming Millennials channel. Um, but you may have heard Senate Republican health care bill passed this week. I know you're eager to hear what's in it, so we'll get to that. I'll be quick. We'll be very brief. You heard it in the intro there. Uh, Anita Sarkeesian getting confrontational with Sargon at VidCon. We'll figure out what happened there. YouTube has a pro-refugee kind of propaganda video video out, if you want to call it that. We'll take a look at that and some of the reaction to it, which has been quite hilarious. Um, of course, terror attacks of the week. Got to touch on those. I saw a CNN report that said there may be some Arabic words involved in one. So we'll figure out what those words might be. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, right. Find out which ones. 
Uh, we'll look at Otto, the case of Otto Warmbier, the American college student who was detained in North Korea. That story reaching a tragic end, of course. But some questions lingering about, well, one, did he do the crime that he's accused of? And then two, some of the unfortunate reaction to what happened to him. Uh, we t- last week, we talked about Philando Castile, the Philando Castile shooting case. The dash cam footage is out and uh, adds a little more color to that story. Not a good look. So we'll take a look at that dash cam footage. Uh, there was some epic road rage this week that I want to play involving a motorcycler. That was classic. Whew. I shouldn't say classic because I don't want to celebrate because it, it was actually pretty crazy. Nobody died, but one guy was hospitalized. And I don't want to oversell it, but I think I have the surprise cringe to end all surprise cringe. You two are going to die of embarrassment before the end of the show. So stick around for that. Plus, uh, we'll take all your Super Chat questions and comments in between it all. It will be all this and more on your favorite hour listing material. Thank you for liking the show on YouTube. Thank you for reviewing the show on iTunes. Thank you for keeping us afloat, helping us upgrade stuff on Patreon. Thank you for emailing us. That's beautyandthebeta at gmail.com. There's more stuff to listen to on the podcast audio platforms, iTunes, Google Play, wherever you find your podcasts, you can find us. Blonde was on with Stefan Molyneux this week. That's up on the audio platforms. Uh, I'm told Roaming Millennial was also on Stefan Molyneux's show. So two vets of Mr. Molyneux's program. Um, uh, it looks like we're getting some dropped frames and stuff. Some of the people are complaining in the chat. If you guys okay. could let me know if it's played through. Is it or pretty rough? If we need to. Uh, a lot of people are bitching, but you know, the chat. No, it, yeah. my software does say there's a lot of dropped frames. So let me, before we go on further. But it's like, get better internet. Don't use your dial up. I did. <laughs> That's the thing is I spent, I've got no other devices connect connected to the router and the modem. I've spent all day troubleshooting it to make it sure it's good. Let's try this. I got one option. Uh, let's do that. And yeah, they said it's, it's really rough. Okay. I'm going to dip it. I'm going to reset the stream really quick. We'll be right back. Sorry about that guys. Okay, I don't know what's going on anyway. Be right back. Okay, let's see if this will work a little bit better. Huh? Okay, I think it's I think it's back and in good shape. You guys can hear me all right? Yeah? Yeah, I can okay. hear you. So thank, thank you, chat, for keeping us informed. It looks like it's performing a little bit better after a, a minor change on my end there. So we'll keep an eye on it. Again, thanks for sticking with it. I owe my internet service provider a, an enraged phone call, I guess. Uh, even though, that's what's so annoying, is I spent like an hour testing double testing triple testing oh it looks good we're good to go guess not anyway. well, well everyone's saying it's good now it's okay it's live now so nothing else matters and it's going to yeah. screw up now <laughs> because people yeah. are watching that's how it always works technology man yeah, but it looks like it. it's good on my end so thanks for your patience guys anyway uh roaming let's catch up with your channel because your channel's blown up i like to think that it's the beauty and the beta effect everyone uses this this show is a launching pad to, to fly to fame and riches. <laughs> so congratulations on that. But you got a new website that's out too. Yeah. So there's this new digital media platform called The Maven. And so we're, we're partnered up and they, they have a bunch of other content creators that they're working with now too. Um, yeah. So I, I have a website now and, you know, they're, uh, they're, it's a brand new site. They're still working on some of the features they're going to be rolling out. Eventually it's going to have its own video player. They're going to be able to stream live from the site. And, you know, it's it's really cool. It's given me a chance to kind of like 
share articles with people who are interested in my channel that you know can go beyond Twitter's 140 character limit. And I'm really excited about it, especially for the video player. Once that's up and running, I'll be able to upload videos that are like not advertiser friendly, i.e. talk about Islam, um, that can be monetized <laughs> on YouTube. So yeah, it's pretty exciting stuff. Well, congratulations on that platform. That's exciting. A place yeah, to criticize yeah. the idea of Islam. Wow, that's a, that's a uh, it's, it's So a, you've been hit pretty thing. hard by demonetization? Yeah, actually, every month this month, I've had like two videos demonetized or something like that. I know. I mean, it's also there have been so many terror attacks and I, I feel like I can't not talk about them. And then those inevitably get demonetized. demonetized but yeah. yeah, I mean, I don't know how you guys have fared with um, like with your streams and stuff or the videos that you do about it. But uh, like half and half, probably. Yeah. Yeah. I it's mean, even mostly the ones that aren't the demonetized, stuff. I'm not getting ads played at all. Yeah. I, yeah. I haven't even been meeting like thresholds. I, I didn't get any ad revenue last month. So I don't know what's going on. Like Skag says his is coming back, but I'm, I'm skeptical about it. Yeah. The only thing that that's consistent for me is if you talk about a terrorist attack or Islam, right? you're, right. you're yeah. out. Yeah. And I that's feel a like violation. The, the adpocalypse is getting a little bit better, but it's still not what it was. Plus the demonetizations. I'm actually like, I might be doing a sponsored video to try to like make up for it. I don't know how my audience Ooh. will react to that. I've never done one. What are you going to sell? Can you break the news here? Or is it a secret? <laughs> it is a, well, you know, if it does have it as a credit check report site. Oh, well, there you go. I feel like that's pretty, I mean, it's pretty harmless, right? It's not like some, some app product. that might be secretly mining your data and that really isn't anonymous <laughs> and or whatever the whole candid drama was, right? Yeah. Just check your credit yeah. report, guys. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that's awesome. So that is the, the maven.net slash roaming millennial if you want roaming millennial unfiltered or just roaming yeah. millennial talking about Islam. That's right. pretty and much, that's the source for that. There's also a redirect. If you go to roamingmillennial.com, it will bring you to the site. And you can oh, also okay, go great. to roamingmillennial.com slash ask, and you can ask me questions there. Because I, I don't know why I have this aversion to doing a Q&A. I don't know if it's my introvertedness, but I, I keep saying I'll do one, but I never do one. Yeah. Did you guys want to talk about your Stefan Molyneux appearances? Because you both have done it now, like back to back, sure. basically. Yeah, in the same week. You, you want to go first, Roaming? Sure. Um, I don't know. Well, actually... I remember seeing you tweet about it, Blonde, and it wasn't that long between when I saw you tweet about it and then when the interview aired. But for me, it was like almost two weeks between when we did it and then when it aired. So I was like patiently like checking his thing every day because <laughs> I wanted to see if it was um, if it was going to come out. And I actually may have yeah. bothered the producer a little bit. Like, so I was just when wondering. Yeah, like, yeah. When, when, when can I, I tell people to expect it? But yeah, I mean, I... I love his, I love the channel and you know just like the first email I saw asking if I, I wanted to be come on I was like, of course I do of course I do yeah <laughs> yeah and um it was it was a topic that I really care about too is kind of talking about families and you know um, his videos about like fatherhood single motherhood I've I've always really enjoyed so it was really cool to be able to talk to him specifically about that because I think he's done a lot of good raising awareness to this issue and I know you know people who talk about things like feminism and all that were kind of just labeled as feminist haters but it, it's it's nice to see that no we actually there are many other topics that we do care about it's not just hating on feminists all the time although there was there was some of that <laughs> <laughs> yeah in my interview too yeah just like meeting him it was it was crazy because I've, I've spent so much time watching his videos. He was one of the per first people that I was introduced to on YouTube. And so I was really nervous, like really, really nervous. But it went okay except for the technical difficulties. So, And he yeah. posted that like a week after after we did the interview. Every day I was just like waiting, like, oh, no, what's going to happen today? 
Yeah. And it was, it was funny because like, like you have been watching his videos for so long and you know, like, uh, before we did ours through Skype and I'm guessing you did too. And, you know, just sending messages before the call was set up. Like, I, I think something happened and I was like, sure, hold on a second. Then I think like at one point, you know, when he replied, he like did a smiley face, like emoji, like the colon closing <laughs> yeah. bracket. I was like, Oh, he's the kind of person who does that. <laughs> I've learned something about him. <laughs> yeah, yes, definitely. So those are both on his channel, Roaming Millennial and Blonde in the Belly of the Beast. And they're in the last like two weeks. I don't know when yours was posted, probably two weeks ago. And mine was posted like yeah. four days ago. So Yeah, something like that. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, I got the A topic, if you guys are interested. The Senate's healthcare uh. bill behind closed uh. doors for half for half the week. It's been unveiled. You know, we did a big breakdown of the House healthcare bill a couple weeks ago when that came out. Yeah. And it was fun to, I w really wanted to figure out, okay, what's in here? It's, it, let's, it's being presented as a doomsday killing machine by a lot of people. And I just want to be clear about what's in here and what's not. So if you're not into the policy stuff, fear not. I actually found a great breakdown of this bill uh, you might remember Bill O'Reilly. Uh, Bill O'Reilly recently fired from Fox or parted ways from Fox. He's doing his own podcast. Still, or he's got some subscription media that's coming out online. Great breakdown of the um, of the healthcare bill, the Senate healthcare bill from Bill O'Reilly. Fucking thing sucks. That's about it. That is all you need to know about this bill. Uh, if you are a free, if you want market-based solutions, you're not going to get them here. This is basically trimming around the Obamacare. Uh, existing law. If you want socialized medicine, you're not going to get it here. Basically, it seems to me that all Republicans want to do is keep in place the protections of Obamacare, that is for people with pre-existing conditions, while removing the mechanism to fund it, the individual mandate and the employer mandate, making sure everyone buys into the insurance uh, markets so that we can pay for very expensive people. So it looks like the only winner out of this bill is Republicans wanting to say that they repealed Obamacare without actually having to do it. And that's why you got five Republican senators not on board with this thing. So that's Heller just came out, Ron Johnson, Mike Lee, Rand Paul, Ted Cruz, all currently not on board. And they're going to try to have a vote this week. And McConnell needs to pull three of those guys or get three Democrats to sign on to this to get the 50 votes he needs. Ugh, probably not going to happen. <laughs> anyway, that's all you need to know. I was much quicker was this time. That's it. That's oh, it. That was that was so much less uh, painful than the, than the previous segment. <laughs> <laughs> Any thoughts? Any thoughts on the politics of it, or uh, even on the policy end? I just I'm not an expert on healthcare for sure. I'm not going to pretend to have all the answers here. What I'm frustrated by is a bunch of Republicans campaigning on like day one repeal Obamacare. Well, you got the presidency, you got Congress, and here we are dancing around Obamacare and keeping most of it intact while claiming to repeal it, but not really. That's pretty frustrating. Mm -hmm. And what I what I think is frustrating, and especially, you know, you saw this in the House's version of the bill. I think one of the biggest issues about American healthcare isn't necessarily who's paying for it, whether it's, you know, private or a single payer system. It's the costs themselves, right? Because it's astronomical, right? I mean, we could do a free market system and have private insurance if the costs were lower, right? Or we could, government healthcare might not be that painful, again, if the costs were lower, but they're so astronomically high in the States. And nothing I've seen actually even attempts to address that. Because if you like look at the efficiency of the rankings, like the WHO every year ranks healthcare systems on their efficiency. And the US always ranks like 50th or something because the costs are so inflated. And I don't, I don't, I don't see the Republicans even trying to tackle that. They're just like putting band-aids again, yeah, like on these right. giant cracks. 
Right. I mean, ideally, you be able be able to pay out of pocket even for large procedures. Uh, but right. you know, sometimes you you if you don't have health insurance and you get hit by a car or something, you can it'll bankrupt you. I mean, yeah. I read that like a CAT scan costs I don't know it was fifteen thousand dollars something like something absolutely ridiculous if you have to pay out of pocket. Um, the uninsured are totally screwed. <laughs> okay. Well, I promised and, I wouldn't waste too. Oh, do you have more thoughts? Sorry. Well, I just wanted to, you know, in in the states, you were there's a system now where it's actually cheaper to get something like a nose job or a boob job than it is to get something that you actually need. Actually you know, need, like, yeah, like a hip hip replacement or something. Which you know, and the, the surgeries are sometimes in a lot of the cases very very similar. You know, the same anesthetics, same amount of hours, and everything like that. But because because of I don't even know. Because again, like. Like I'm not an expert, but I, I just know that stuff shouldn't be costing as much as it does. And Republicans well, yeah. don't seem to care. We, we've got this bizarre system where we keep regulating insurance companies so much that it's hard for them to turn a profit. And so they have to raise rates an insane amount. And then we just shovel in subsidy money. And that's what this Republican Senate bill does. Here, here you go. Here's more money. Here you go. Here you go. Here you go. We can't subsidize everything and expect it to work. It never works. Uh, I, so I don't know. Do I have a solution? I wish I did. But the, I'm I'm disappointed politically by a lot of, I guess, hypocritical Republicans. You campaigned on this. So it's like your number one thing. Just do it. Do it, pussy. Do it right now. Hypocrisy in politics. What? <laughs> Crazy. I, I don't I know. It's not even that I want the law gone necessarily. I'm just saying you said you were going to do it. So do it. That's um. now I and feel like, like that said, creepy. I was going to say, I sound like that creepy girl who with her boyfriend in the car, you know, with the suicide thing. Do it. That's kind of what she was saying. Oh, yeah. Now she I'm, got okay. 20 years or something, right? Yeah. Anyway, Oof. now that I've derailed this with a tasteless joke, <laughs> <laughs> send your hate mail to beautyandthebeta at gmail.com. As always. You guys want to talk about the story of the week, the big story of the week, the big, uh, the, well, I guess I should say, should we catch up on Super Chat before we move on? We good there? Uh, sure. Uh, we got Steven Suarez, $10. Shout out to Ask for Matt and I. It's our six-year anniversary. The oh. friends of the show, Steven and Matt. Congratulations. Six Congratulations. years. That is quite the accomplishment. Uh, Brett S, $5. Thank you very much. Greasy faggot, $5. <laughs> Blonde, you got me fucked up. I identify as a narrow, not a broad, because I recently found out that Greasy faggot is, in fact, a woman. Very surprising. Thank you very much for no, that. You we knew that before. DK. You just forgot. That's probably true, yeah. yeah. Uh, Yoda Economics, $5. I'm sorry to anyone who believes that POTUS would repeal Obamacare on day one. They're as delusional as believing Mexico would pay for the wall. Well, yeah. I mean, in terms of the feasibility, uh, granted, like it's a complicated thing to solve in one day. What I'm saying is it's not complicated to do the repeal bill that they all ran on. That's like a, that's a one-page bill or one-sentence bill. The ACA, the Affordable Care Act, hereby repealed, and then we'll do something later. <laughs> All right, DK not what I want, back. just what they said. Anyway, you had like five minutes of healthcare talk. <laughs> DK Spec, a garbage human. Ha. Huh. Okay, five dollars. Um, here's some change for another roll of duct tape for the operation. Thank you. I know the we old need saying, it. Thank if you. If you can't duck it, fuck it, skull. Yeah. Um, Misty Blue Ocean, five dollars. Uh, why does Roaming Millennial have a Martell banner? Because I'm spicy. <laughs> like, they're, Wait, they're my favorite house not in the in the show but in the books oh okay ah, yeah okay. tommy o'neill five dollars have any of you read sean king's hit piece on conor mcgregor i have not i have not no that sounds interesting though Might that, have that it doesn't out. i was just check it out um greasy faggot another five dollars roaming you need to come over to house uh targaryen or house stark the true leaders of the north <laughs> and the south and that's the last one thank you all for your donations thank We're you guys done. 
Big story this week. You heard it in the intro. If it wasn't skipping out, if the intro was even playing back when the internet was having troubles, <laughs> um, is what happened at VidCon. So none of us here were at VidCon, but I we probably all kind of paid attention and saw a lot of the people that we watch having cool kid hangouts and things like that. One such cool kid hangout was all of them going to Anita Sarkeesian and company's anti-harassment panel <laughs> on what was it? Was it Thursday night? Somewhere, somewhere uh, later in the week. And well, I, I've got a cut here of kind of Dave Cullen explaining exactly what happened. So he could explain it better than I was because he was there. And it, it ultimately ends in Anita Sarkeesian of feminist frequency fame, Gamergate fame, feminist critic of video games and other media fame, calling out Sargon in the audience who's just sitting there listening calling him out calling him a, a shithead and a garbage <laughs> human at an anti She called him a shithead? Yeah. She did. Yeah. Oh, I didn't see so, that. I just saw the garbage human clip. Yeah. So let's listen to uh Dave's explanation and some of the clips of what happened. We carefully organized this so that on one side of the audience we would all make up the top three rows. We'd all be sitting there and filming it. It was, you know, Sargon and Chris and Andy Worski, Chris Ray Gunn, myself, again, the Honey Badgers, Random Recam, Bass Mama, uh, Failure Accomplished as Reptile, uh, Mundane Mad, Barbara, Bunty was there. Even Joey Salads was there and he got a question. Anita spoke and they were asking about, you know, why is it important to still have women talking about sexism or some victim bullshit in video games and very quickly she came out with because of you know some big harasser of mine is in the audience and she was talking about sargon if you google my name on youtube you get shitheads like this dude who are making these dumbass videos oh. that just go after every feminist over and over and over again, I think is is a part of the issue of why we have to have these conversations. We don't just get to be online. What is he? So shitheads like you. Oh so my there, God. there are presumably lots of shitheads. Many. Represented by Sargon. Yeah. You know, um, lots of ladies criticize them too. Yeah, well, and then the interesting thing that happens as Dave will describe and we'll see, their whole plan, as I understand it, as they executed it was we're going to go there and we're going to listen and then we're going to ask her questions now that seems perfectly reasonable to me it seems like yeah the reason they just go sat silently the whole time and they they weren't confrontational yeah even the questions that i heard seemed like they were pretty benign and actually i mean i don't know if you guys have looked at the actual like how vidcon described the event but it just says i have it up here because i was looking at it earlier um Discussion groups led by women on YouTube to consider the challenges and opportunities that come with creating and engaging online as a woman. Let's talk about how we can foster new creators and communities, amplify often marginalized voices, and move forward together. Like, I don't even know if this was supposed to be anti-harassment. I don't oh. even know if that was supposed to be the thing. Yeah, or, it doesn't like, sound Anita. like it. Well, I, yeah, I want it to be that because like that makes it funnier. But I feel like <laughs> as soon as she maybe like saw Sargon and all of them sitting together, maybe like a f switch went on in her head and she's like, meh, meh, meh. Like, she got yeah. really defensive. Yeah. Yeah. The, for whatever reason, it, it doesn't seem like there's an apparent reason to single him out in the way that he was. And he wasn't doing anything to be provocative other than sitting there. And as we'll hear from one of the other attendees, she interpreted that as an act of, of aggression <laughs> by itself, which is kind of crazy talk. But there's more, including some of the questions that they just don't. People ask questions and they go, I'm not answering that. I'm not doing that. That's stupid. And they just shut it down. Well, why are you hosting a panel with Q&A? 
And I, I saw a clip that showed that for some of the questions, they were like, can we get security? Like, and the guy yeah. just asked a question and immediately was yeah. like, no, we need security. Yeah. You don't deserve. Well, I think it was, oh, sorry, go ahead. I, did you it's have okay. more? I can, I can play it. Well, I think it was the guy that asked the question, like, if you're such strong women, women can handle anything, then why can't you handle some online criticism? I think that that was the question that got the security called on, on him or he was, I don't she know was if like, I saw that one. I saw a guy um, ask Anita if, well, it'll play in a second. A guy asked Anita if she believes what she says. And then Joey salads <laughs> asked a question, um, about how not only women get harassed online. Anyway, this he's just sitting there she's the one talking and she started attacking him in this context as you can hear he says you never want to talk debate me Let, let's talk let's have a discussion you never want to talk he was rightly pretty livid at the time people ask questions they shut the questions down they shut the panel down because people were asking questions they didn't want to answer if i could i'd like to ask a question specifically to anita is that okay i mean yes i don't know if i'll answer it you don't have to <laughs> I'm just curious, the various things that you've said online over the past few years, do you truly believe them? Okay. Dude, I mean, can you please remove him from the question line? That's, that is not harassment. I'm asking. It's a stupid question. Can we please remove him from the question line? No stupid question. Why do you guys act like only women face harassment online? Guys constantly being the trolls. And look, the majority of the people here are their trolls because they like to see you freak out about it. And that's exactly what you guys are doing. You're feeding I mean, trolls. even your language, like and freak out about, but no. Are you see, you're, 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 you're just not. I can't even ask a damn question. It's not only women that get harassed. Okay, and then this person spoke to security. I'm not I don't actually know who this person is. I don't um, know either. I've seen yeah. this clip, but I don't know who that is. Yeah. Okay. So she has um she has some more information about talking to the security personnel and the way Anita interpreted this horrifying gesture of sitting in seats at her discussion panel. I spoke with uh, the head of security um, for VidCon. She implied that Anita had texted her saying that she felt unsafe um, with three of us, like three rows of shitlords in the front. Anita perceived that as an act of aggression against her um, and that is why she felt unsafe. She highly recommends that from now on we sit in the back and that way Anita doesn't have to look directly directly at us and not feel threatened during her panels. Wow. She sounds like a strong woman that she can't she can't just look at people without being triggered. She's back of the bus for you shit lords. <laughs> I know. And did she say the head of security was a woman? Yes. I think she did. Yeah. <laughs> Proceed. Proceed. Well, so the, and this is a cut from Sargon's video. So Sargon made a video petitioning the people who run VidCon to ban Anita from some sort of panel that happened on Saturday. Now, I've not seen confirmation that that actually happened, nor a response from the people at VidCon. If I'm behind on that, do let us know. But this was Sargon making the case for that to happen. Clearly unable to remain professional and refrain from violating VidCon's code of conduct. For this reason, I am formally petitioning VidCon's co-founders, Hank and John Green, to remove Anita Sarkeesian from the cyberbullying panel on Saturday to prevent further such incidents and maintain the polite and prestigious atmosphere that all of the panelists and attendees have been maintaining. I think. Okay. And then <laughs> this is just a reminder of Anita Sarkeesian sitting in front of the UN a year and a half ago 
talking about online harassment and bullying and saying, oh, it's not just what's legal and illegal. It's the daily grind of dealing with people saying you suck and <laughs> you're a liar. But apparently you're a shithead. <laughs> you're a shithead and <laughs> a garbage human is yeah. fine. This was Anita Sarkeesian you know, a year and a half ago at, at the UN. The United Nations, concerned with all the world's biggest issues, has Anita Sarkeesian saying this. I think it's important to, to recognize that harassment is as someone had mentioned, it's not just what is legal and illegal, right? Harassment is uh, threats of violence, but it's also the day-to-day -day grind of you're a liar, you suck, you, you know, making all of these hate videos to attack us on a regular basis and the mobs that come um, from those hate videos, et cetera. And so, you know, I've spent a lot of time thinking about online harassment uh, and what we can do about it. And to be fair, that was online harassment, not real life harassment. She might be very, she might think real life harassment is great and cool. <laughs> she might know. be, she might be pro that judging by how she's <laughs> talking yeah. about Sargon. Anita's welcome to explain herself on this show, of course, whenever she wants. <laughs> um, so to me, do I really care that much that Anita said that to Sargon? Am I like offended? No, it's just the double standard. That's all. Yeah. If the roles yeah. were reversed, he would be reprimanded he would be punished for sure exactly and what bothered me about it too is that she she accuses sargon of harassing her when you know she seems to not be able to distinguish between criticism and harassment yeah right i mean yeah. as far as i know sargon has never actually harassed her like he's never uh i don't know like spammed her comment sections he's never like tweeted her a lot of times, you know, threats or anything like sexually explicitly. I don't think he's ever done any of those things to Anita or any other feminist. So it's funny how they really can't tell the difference between someone actually just, hey, this is why I have a problem with what you're saying and actually harassing someone. Yep. None of this is surprising, though. I mean, I just can't believe she's still at it, like with the same gusto that she always has been. Yeah. And I, I can't believe that uh, apparently enough people still think this is a big enough deal or that she is uh, a credible enough authority on this topic to have her host. I'm not saying she should be deplatformed. I mean, I, I am, a, I guess I'd like to ask Sargon about it. Does he honestly care that much about her violating the, the terms of VidCon or is he just trying to kind of illustrate a trolley point about how you're the one who is always getting pissed off about harassment and here you are harassing I hope that he's I'm sure not. it's the latter. Uh, yeah, I, I am sure too. I'm sure he's just trying yeah. to like show her what it's like to be on the other side of that. Yeah. You guys Which... should totally have Sargon on, by the way. That would be an amazing show. Yeah, you, you we hear try. about Sargon? We try all Check the Check your DMs, you <laughs> yeah. bastard. I know. <laughs> I'm not naming names. I'm just saying someone has agreed to come on this show and then ghosted. Poof. Multiple times, Sargon. Multiple we'll get times. him. We will get him. Uh, One day. If he's yeah. listening, uh, Expect expect a DM from me shortly. Uh, I might just have to start <laughs> harassing him to get him on the show because I would I would. As far as content creators, he's someone I look up to probably more than anyone, and I yeah, I would same. love to talk to him. We'll show so, him what internet harassment is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll teach him a lesson. But other than that, I you know I don't think that there's that much to say about this. Um, I don't. The, the double standard is important to note. It's, it's not really that offensive. It's just, it's just hilarious. It's just hilarious that you are going to be an anti-harassment uh, advocate and you're going to call people out just for sitting there doing nothing. I don't know how you square that circle, Anita, but good luck. That's about all I got to say on this.
Yeah, I'm, I'm just shocked that she's apparently still kept whoever is doing her eyebrows because that... <laughs> I know, it's pretty Very bad. nice. Yeah. Very nice. <laughs> uh, um, I'm going to catch chat? you guys up on Super Chat, yeah. Okay. Uh, we have Joel Dykeman, $5. It's no longer the skeptic community. It's now the garbage pail kids. That's funny. Um, David S, <laughs> The memes $2. have been A+. Plus. The, the, like, I saw Sargon as uh, Oscar the Grouch in a garbage can. Yes, the artwork, I saw that. That was great. <laughs> All the artwork is incredible. It's good. I like it. Uh, Dave S, $2. We don't need any government plan at all. I'm, I assume he's referring to the healthcare plan. Yep. Thank you for that. Steven Suarez, $5. Did roaming do cosplay yet, or is that still in the works? July 8th, my dudes. Oh, man. July oh, 8th. man. Uh, Pie Wacket won $2. Why didn't you three go to VidCon? Um, it just was not. It was going to be really expensive, and I'm yeah. swamped. So I would love to go, but I kind of, it was, you know, cost benefit Maybe analysis. It, it's, it's pretty we costly, and it, yeah. I just, I, the benefit wasn't worth the cost to me, but maybe in the future. Yeah, yeah same position as you guys. I mean, from where I'm at, a flight to LA would have been like $500. Yeah. It's just, you know, yeah. We're all squeaking by. <laughs> yeah, I can't even afford Anaheim. internet, you guys. So, <laughs> I mean, how am I going to get to Anaheim? Uh, you go to economics again? Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, the, the hotels, too. I actually looked because yeah. I was considering for a while. And then I saw the hotel prices, like, never mind. No, it's okay. It's okay. No, it was crazy. The whole trip was going to cost at least $1,000. Yeah, absolutely. It wasn't going to fund that. Sorry. It looked fun, though. The pictures made me a little bit jealous. Um, okay, Yoda Economics, $10. I drive for Uber part-time and drove at VidCon, and mm. it was the story all passengers were talking about. Also, your twins are doing well, Matt. Ugh. I know. I wanted to write this but to hear how bored blonde gets. There you go. <laughs> really you got cool. the groan you were looking for. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then last one, Dan Irish, $5. Here's some money for you garbage humans. Thank you, Dan. <laughs> and we're caught up. Thank you. Okay. Uh, oh, this was the other, speaking of kind of YouTube controversies of the week, this one kind of came out of nowhere. I found out about it through you, Blonde, actually. This hashtag more than a refugee. This is a YouTube video that YouTube put out on its YouTube Spotlight channel. They did this last year with kind of a pro-LGBT video that everybody kind of hated too, but not as much as this. And they didn't hate it because it was pro-LGBT or whatever. They hated it because it was like this shaming propaganda piece you know <laughs> people don't like yeah. that even if they agree mostly uh -uh. with what you're saying if, if you're doing this virtue signally i don't know just nonsense these propaganda pieces people don't like it so they've they're at it again with hashtag more than a refugee they've partnered with the international rescue committee and seven youtube creators including the young turks and they're called the youtube creators for change this is all new to me oh they describe themselves as YouTube Creators for Change is a, a new initiative from YouTube dedicated to amplifying the voices of role models who are tackling difficult social issues with their channels, I, I assume in one very specific political direction. No, uh, okay, guys, I'm, I'm sure we'll be receiving our invites at any, any time. Right. Yeah, yeah really. From, and then here's some examples. Here's some examples of the issues that they tackle, the very important ones. From combating hate speech to countering xenophobia and extremism, to simply making the case for greater tolerance and empathy toward others, these creators are helping generate positive social change with their global fan bases. Have you have you seen this video yet, Roaming? This I actually haven't. Okay. Yes, awesome. I've got a quick cut of it. I've cut out some parts, but left it mostly intact. This is uh, more than a refugee. Hi, sabah al khair. Good morning. Hi. Hello. Hi. 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 How are Hi. you? So I met this uh, girl, Catherine, today. She's a remarkable young girl. 
Hassan brought us into his temporary home to make us feel welcome. Anna Maria. This girl has something so special about her. My passion is rapping. The girl raps. <laughs> I've been playing football since I was young. Because when you're playing football, you will be very happy. I haven't met anyone who went through what she went through, yet has so much life. Helmi can and Isbah Mahamidi. We have to be with the heart, like one brother and one sister. We need to share ideas together. It's important to figure out what you share as a human being. Tell your story to the world, and when you do that, so many things change. I'm sold. Open up the borders. <laughs> I'm tolerant now. Yeah. I want to play soccer with her. Don't you? <laughs> Can I just say, I think I think I spotted a microaggression in there. While the, uh, you know, while the black girl was speaking English, they still had subtitles. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, they I did. guess her, her accent is kind of difficult to understand, I suppose. Are that's you, the microaggression. Is, that's the microaggression. But, but. It is though. <laughs> well, they didn't. They didn't have subtitles for the like ginger English guy who had a yeah. European accent. That's true. That's he true. didn't speak American. Yeah. He didn't speak with an American accent. But because we're so Eurocentric, we're just supposed to magically understand. Well, that. yeah. I mean, maybe, maybe you're onto something. Maybe people didn't like that microaggression because this thing's going for the dislike record. We're currently sitting at 441,000 dislikes. Oh my and God, that are you is serious? That is amid accusations that YouTube has been deleting dislikes, that people keep revisiting the page. In fact, I can prove this right now. Oh wait, no, I'm not signed in on this page. I was gonna say, I disliked this earlier and it's not disliked anymore, but I'm not signed in here. So people are saying that they're, they're deleting dislikes and deleting comments. And if you want, look, if you're into shit posting in the YouTube comments, this is your paradise right now. The, Adolf Hitler has like I don't know a, a significant amount of the top comments but they appear to be deleting them because they're all very very recent. And I proved this recent. on Twitter every okay. time I reloaded the page um, all the comments were only one hour old the top like the, the oldest comments were one hour old and the top comments would change every time I'd refresh the page. Yeah. So they, they've, they've been actively deleting deleting comments like up to today I mean they're still doing it right? Let's Let's try this. So it says there are 78,857 comments and I set this page up probably an hour ago. Let's I'll just yeah. refresh it and let's see what it says. Good. It's sitting about the same. It's sitting about still 778,906. So I don't know that that's evidence of anything, but point they is- They probably were doing it much more actively when it was trending. It's not trending anymore. Yeah, I have no <laughs> trouble believing that they would do that though. Absolutely no trouble. But what did they think? They they totally missed, you know, they were they thought that everything was going to be fine, that nobody was going to downvote this. Like they had to know it was going to get massively downvoted and then just disable comments, right? Yeah. I don't that's what I don't if understand. If you're going to delete like a million comments, then just disable it, them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh in terms of the the propaganda strategy involved here. Uh notice none of the featured refugees are young males. I I wonder what went into that decision. Oh yeah. 
It's there's and the one old guy. Girl. I'm sure that like her Muslim family is super happy that she's she's picked up rapping. She's totally not going to get killed in an honor killing. Like yeah, like where where are the the refugees who are talking about how the you know the West needs to integrate to Islam, not the other yeah. way around. You know, talking about how uh, I don't know they should be able to bring their child brides over. Where where are those refugees? Why yeah. are they not hashtag more than a refugee? <laughs> I guess they're hashtag just a refugee, just a normal refugee. These are the yeah. special ones. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, interestingly, th this is another example of this like high budget, high production value YouTube work that is for a. I'm not saying these the channels like this can't get political. Of course, they have the same right to talk about whatever they want that we do. But what you're witnessing is a very clear political effort with a lot of money behind it to get you to believe something that is not the entire truth. Now, I'm not going to sit here and pretend that every single refugee, every single migrant coming in has poor intentions, but this is not a representation of a lot of the real problems that we've observed in countries that have opened the doors to refugee migration. All right, and even just the point about the representation, I actually conveniently also have a, a page out that I posted on my site yesterday from the Pew Research Center about the number of refugees in Europe. Uh, this was this is August 2nd, 2016. So it's, you know, it's not the most current, but um, only, let's say, 27% of asylum seeker, seekers are female. That's it. 54% really? of asylum seekers are males over the age of 18. 54% of them are adult males. So most of them are adult males and only uh, only 29% of asylum seekers are under the age of 18. Yeah. So, Do you know the yeah. upper end of the of that age range? Does it say 18 to something else? The, the yeah, because I bet it's like fighting. I bet it's under 40. Yeah. So 42% of all refugees are males between the ages of 18 to 34. They are the largest demographic that is being admitted by far. Females yeah. in the same age demographic, only 11%. Yeah, it's so no they're accident. economic migrants. That's that's proof. I mean, they that's are. proof yeah, that the majority of, of refugees, at least in Europe, um, don't have good intentions. Hmm. Either way, the, the demographics selected for this particular video are clearly uh, no accident. You know, I mean, they, they want to represent something that is not not uh, representative of what's actually going on. Yeah, a chick from Uganda like, that's not your refugee, your normal refugee type. <clears throat> so, I don't know. Uh, it's another example of one of those things where it's like, you make what you want. But again, there was some kind of meeting here where everyone put their heads together and came up with this and nobody <laughs> went, uh, look, it, just go ahead and disable ratings and comments if, if yeah, you're going to be sensitive be to that sort of thing. Because it's going to be bad. Kind of, that's kind of funny. Maybe they're, they're so out of touch that they didn't even predict that it might get backlash, right? Maybe they're like, people will love this. Like, I mean, everyone will just come together. Never mind the rapes, the terrorism. People will just stand for the refugees. Like, I... Well, I think that what they think is that there's just a large group of very active Nazis online. And that we're double posting with multiple hell, accounts and things like that. Half a million? Half a million? Oh, I know. I mean, that's, a, that's what they're saying to themselves. They're like, look at how many fucking racists there are. They aren't like, the we really misjudge yeah. this. Yeah. Well, yeah. Th and this is what I talk, uh, this is the way I feel about this all the time is as someone who, I, I'll listen to someone with a reasonable take on this issue. I'm not as closed off to it as some people might be. But when you make this clear propaganda and you're basically telling me how to think based on a misrepresentation, I'm just going to hate you because of that. Like, even if you're even if you're correct on the issue, which I'm not saying they are here, 
But even if they were, the tactics make someone like me very skeptical and resistant to that because I don't like the, the persuasion attempt. You're not going to get me with that. Show me stats. Show me data. Show me what actually happens. Don't show me these cutesy anecdotes that you've collected to support this preconceived message that you want to throw. Well, wasn't at me, the I'm not reaction somewhat encouraging to you? Oh, yeah. yeah actually, I think happy. so. Yeah. Yeah. So, so many Look comments in there like, yeah, I love this is the most based comment section on YouTube. Tons of comments like that. And the most woke, the most this, the most that. So, hey, speaking of refugees, I got <laughs> terror attacks to get to. <laughs> uh, but do we want to catch up on Super Chat first? Uh, we just got a few. Let's roll through. Okay. Keep going. I mean, yeah, let's keep going. Okay. Well, it's that time. And now, the nothing to do with the religion of peace terror attack of the week. Oh, God. Okay, so this is actually a reversal. We were talking about this on Sunday because this was breaking. There was a van of peace attack on Sunday night. Yeah, we, we and we didn't, didn't have, have any information. information. And somebody in the live chat, just one person said, it was a white guy. And I was like, ha, 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 ha. And it was. Would you look yes. at that? First time ever. Here we are. There's a couple of reasons I want to talk about this. One, because we talk about terror and truck attacks, trucks of peace all the time. I want to be honest and not exclude this one because this is bad. This is this guy's name was Darren Osborne. Uh, he's like a 45 year old English guy. He drove a van into a bunch of Muslims outside the Finsbury Park Mosque in London. And let's be very clear up front. This is politically motivated violence. This is terrorism. This is bad. This is not good. I am very unhappy that this happened. One person died. Eight were hospitalized. Two were treated at the scene. The other thing that's important here, and again, this is not justification. This is just so we can understand what's going on. The Finsbury Park Mosque in, in North London is connected to a lot of extremist activity. Now, it's apparently reformed over time. Allegedly, mm. I don't know if that's true or Has not. Has it, it radicalized the shoe bomber, the 20th hijacker? That yes. was all pretty recent. Zacharias Musawi, yeah. Um, and the, I mean, the, the shoe bomber was when 2009 or something like that? I'm no, not entirely sure. It's way earlier than that. Oh, really? Yeah. The shoe bomber was like early 2000s, I thought. Oh. Well, anyway, the guy who used to run the mosque, the Finsbury Park Mosque, his name is Abu Hamza, and he's been jailed in the U.S. since 2004. And now there are reports that this mosque has kind of modernized or moderated in the time being. But the thing that I want to be honest about with, again, not saying this, this attack is justified in any way at all, is that you have this clash of cultures that's going on and you have a place that is maybe not currently, but was in the past cultivating extremist attitudes and extremist actors who are committing or trying to commit real terrorist attacks. So it seems pretty clear to connect the dots here and figure out why this guy picked this place, why he targeted it, what his motive is, all those sorts of things. doesn't he justify it, but it helps us understand it. He drove 150 miles. Yeah. I think that that's said, relevant. Yeah. I want to kill Muslims. You deserve it. I did my bit. I'm going to kill all Muslims. Uh, as the news would report, motive unknown. You know, a lot of a lot of investigation to go on here. Um, but that's all I want. That's all I have on that. I just wanted to be honest about that one and report it with the same we'd report any other one, or talk about it the same way we'd report any uh, talk about any other one. The leftist reaction was inconsistent, though, because they immediately went after like right wing 
white men, but mm. they every time it's a, it's a Muslim terrorist attack, they're right. like, just wait for more information. It's like you guys didn't apply that same standard to this. Sure. Mm -hmm. And what kind of along that same line, whenever there's a terrorist attack, the leftists are like, no, we have to consider what they were thinking and, you know, maybe what they might have been reacting to, i.e. the right. West imperialism. But, you know, right, right. The, the converse of this for this case would be like, well, what was the guy reacting to? You know, what what violence was he maybe tired of experiencing that drove him to these actions? Again, not that any right. violence is OK, but it's these terror attacks, right? I exactly. Mean, if, if the left is going to be consistent. Result, yeah then they'd have to talk about this. Yeah. And I think that sadly, this is something that we're going to see um, more and more because people feel like vigilante justice is the only way out because they feel like their hands are tied by the government. They can't, they can't do anything. The government's not going to do anything. So people are going to continue to take this into their own hands. Well, and what the are, you bomber, saying? It was are you saying this was justice? You're saying this no, was I'm justice? Saying this is I'm going to take I'm a saying... soundbite out and post it on Twitter. <laughs> I'm going to expose I'm you. I'm saying that this is predictable, that this is going to continue happening. Sure. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, hopefully not. But, uh, you know, to your point, you keep, you keep, um, importing this ideology that has a habit of producing extremists, whether you like to admit that or not. Uh, and especially a government that's going to be complacent in that you're going to have isolated actors who are going to take matters into their own hands. Again, not, not rightly, not rightly, but it is a phenomenon you'd expect to observe. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we, we kind of saw this with the Quebec shooting as well. And I think you're right. It's like it's classes clash of civilizations. And I, we're at a point now where like, yeah, there's like Muslim bombings happening more and more. But I think I don't want to call it like blowback, whatever it is, like people in the West might be feeling pressure to, you know, do something. And the people who are already more unstable, maybe more prone to violence. This is the way that this violence might manifest itself. Yeah. Speaking of violence manifesting itself, the Flint Airport, the Flint Airport, because we got th we got two more to talk about this. Uh, so a, a, a guy tra travels from Montreal to the Flint Airport and yells Allahu Akbar. Oh, I spoiled it. CNN is going <laughs> to give CNN reports something in Arabic. He shouted. Turns out, yeah, it was Allahu Akbar. Uh, and there was there was some news coverage on the Today Show this morning or not this morning, but Thursday morning, I think when I was watching it. And to their credit, they did say, oh, he, uh, he yelled Allahu Akbar, but they still do this whole, um, lots of questions remaining, possible motive emerging. <laughs> uh, they do that whole it's routine. It's a mystery to us all. <laughs> yeah. So I thought that was pretty good. These are the details on the guy who went to Flint, Michigan from Montreal to stab a police officer. Also this morning, a possible motive is emerging in that. Possible, possible. Investigation ongoing chilling terror attack at the airport out in Flint, Michigan. Overnight, police in Canada searching the home of a Michigan terror suspect. A simple person, calm, I never saw anything bizarre, says his downstairs neighbor. According to the FBI, 50-year-old Amor Fatui left his home in Montreal last Friday, entered the U.S. through New York, then traveled to Flint, Michigan. Lieutenant Jeff Neville, a father of two, is recovering from a stab wound to his neck. The suspect using a 13-inch Amazon jungle survival knife like this one. Witnesses say Fatui Ugh. yelled Allah Akbar during the attack, which translates to Allah is great. He made a statement something to the effect of you have killed people in Syria, Iraq, and Afghanistan, and we are all going to die. It's really sad. It's uh, this world we live in. I don't know who did it. I don't know why they did it, but it's done. So 
don't know who or why. It's just, it's the world we live <laughs> in, man. Oh my gosh. That's not the worst of it, though. The CNN bit's upcoming here. So far, the FBI has found no evidence of a larger plot. The question now, if this man was radicalized, when and how did it happen? And why did he choose Flint, Michigan? Matt and Savannah? Yeah, a lot of questions, Blake McCoy. Thank you very much. How and why? Okay, and then there's the CNN tweet that they put out. Preliminary indications are Michigan airport suspect said something in Arabic before stabbing officer, officials say. Now, my understanding is... At least is, they didn't omit that. Come on. Let's throw a bone yeah. to CNN. But, I mean, okay. at this point, I don't think there's anyone in the West who doesn't know what a local Akbar means. Like, yeah. come on. And I don't think that the police... Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe the police said to the press, it was something in Arabic. I don't know. I'm pretty sure the police said, Allahu Akbar. And CNN said, oh, it was a, an Arabic phrase of sorts. I'm, that's my read on it. I might be wrong. Show me if, there, if, if, police just said, if the police said just an Arabic phrase, then maybe CNN's a little bit off the hook. But I mean, who are we kidding at this point? When you see Arabic phrase or, or something in Arabic... Yeah, everyone on, knows people. what that means. Mm -hmm. The only good question they ask is why Flint? Yeah, but he went they, through they, a lot of trouble for a, a dismal failure of a terrorist attack. Yeah, but I, to, I mean, to me, it's, it is an important question. I'm not saying we shouldn't try to know. But I also get annoyed. They, they did all this stuff in Orlando. Like, why the Pulse nightclub? What could have possibly prompted him to pick that? And it's like, well... If it wasn't Pulse, it would have been something else. It would have been a different club. It would have been a different venue. This guy picked the Flint Airport, but he could have just as easily picked Detroit or Cleveland or upstate New York or any other place. It, what's important is understanding the ideological motive, not necessarily the specific choice of target. Well, sometimes I think the target can be very telling, like with the uh, Manchester attack. I think it is really telling mm. that he chose to target a pop culture I icon, right? Ariana Grande, kind of symbol of... I don't know, Western hedonism, uh, like the depravity of the West, maybe from their standpoint. And, you know, I think it is very telling that he didn't choose to go after government. He didn't choose any military target. He specifically okay. chose people like enjoying a concert, young girls listening to, I don't know, provocative. I actually don't know. Ari I don't want to attribute stuff to Ariana Grande when I don't listen to her. But, yeah, that's probably how they see it. And, and you know, Pulse Nightclub also. Exactly. Like, I don't yeah. It happened to be a gay nightclub. Did the how how did this like radical Islamist feel about the gay nightclub? We wait. We may never know. But yeah, with yeah. this flip one, it's kind of like I I don't. It see might be why. irrelevant. Yeah. Yeah. But he did fly. Yeah. You said he flew from New York to. No, he drove Flint. from Montreal to Flint. Oh, I thought he. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah, hmm. he drove. In any case, uh, you know, it's, it's, yeah, I'm not saying that the the choice of target is irrelevant. Uh, I just think it's secondary to the to the motive, which, um, you know, at least at least the Today Show is reporting that he, what he said. And they're not omitting that. So it wasn't the worst coverage I've ever seen. But I also get annoyed when it concludes with like, well, more questions than answers. I can't really <laughs> conclude anything here. Last one. And we'll be quick. We talked about this a little bit on the Colin show. Uh, there was a, a, an attempted suitcase bombing at a Brussels railway station. This guy sets out remote detonates a suitcase uh and it made a small explosion that harmed nobody and a soldier shot him uh so this guy's just a shit terrorist that's pretty bad he said allahu akbar too or something in arabic wow i had already completely forgotten about that since wednesday yeah well they were so bombarded with them now it is <laughs> i know anyway yeah i mean there's, there's not much to analyze on it it's like well that's that's 
a pretty typical story. Moving on. How tragic uh, <laughs> yeah. the, the modern world is. But um, in the interest of time, and because I do have some hilarious news to share uh, on this as well, or at least related news. But are we good on Super Chat or should we keep going? Uh, let's catch up. Uh, Gabriel Lopez just gave us $10. Thank we you. in the West know what Allahu Akbar means. It means run as fast as possible. She was about to hit the fan and people will be killed <laughs> gruesomely. <laughs> That's very true. You don't have the right um, to shout Allahu Akbar in a crowded theater. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, no, indeed. Uh, then we have friend of the show, Liberative, $5. We need to get a few of these turds alive so they can state their motives in court and the press can't hide behind the bullshit anymore. Ah, interesting. I suppose. Uh, thank you for that. Dave S. $2. We don't allow them in upstate New York. We all have guns. <laughs> Good. Yeah. Humane Mind, $5. Does anyone else hear the BGs more than a woman when they read that hashtag? More than a Muslim, more than a refugee. Reagan <laughs> makes this song. <laughs> uh, Stan, friend of the show, $2. Uh, data is migrant phobic. Thank hmm. you for that. Uh, Dan Irish, $5. Here's another five more for the Coors Light. Don't encourage his disgusting beer habit. Drink nice. craft beer like a normal hipster. Come on. You don't um, want me to be annoying like that. And plus I do. I'm just, it's a meme of the show. You know, it's, it's fine, fun. Fine, fine, fine. Uh, Dave has $5. People are either assholes or shitheads. Always glad to be a shithead. Anita is an asshole. It's a great big one. <laughs> yeah, fair point. <laughs> and then point. friend of the show, Stan, again, $2. Matt, upgrade the internet hamster to a squirrel. <laughs> I think it's good now. It's, it's for trying, some reason, guys. it's just super sensitive. So I had a uh, duct tape operation and then we're caught up. I've, I've set the data rate, I think, to something that's stable, but I don't know what's going on because I haven't changed I anything. And I don't know about no you one's guys, complaining I find anymore. Skype always um, is more glitchy and more laggy than something like Google Hangouts. I don't know. Hmm. I, I always have problems with Skype. Yeah. yeah. So... One thing that, it, especially if you're European, that I that I would be frustrated about if I was European is, again, we talk about what might have motivated the guy in at the Finsbury Park Mosque to do what he did. Well, a lot of time, if you don't feel like the, your government is doing a good job of protecting you or treating your safety seriously, maybe you act out in ways like that that are, again, terrible, but we're setting the context for what might explain why that happened. The, the Sussex police in England are basically a parody account. If you follow the Sussex police account on Twitter or you see some of their articles. So two things they did this week. One was uh, basically bragging about an arrest that they had made and a jailing of a man who stirred up religious hatred uh, in Facebook posts. Now this guy is accused of um, basically making up to eight anti-Muslim threats uh, or not even threats necessarily. They don't say that just threatening written material, uh, including a post inviting people to, uh, quote, put a Muslim on a bonfire. Now they say four people were victimized, but again, I can't, I can't be sure that people were directly threatened. The report seems a little bit unclear there, but we're basically having a police department that is bragging about jailing a guy for social media posts in the context of almost weekly terrorist attacks or monthly terrorist attacks. Uh, the, the Sussex police hate crime sergeant says Nigel Pelham, this guy used Facebook to express some truly offensive views with no understanding of how serious his actions were. I mean, this is, this is thought police stuff. And again, if people are listening and they have evidence of real specific threats from this guy, then what I'm saying would, would not apply. Uh, cause I don't, I, you can't be specifically threatening individual people credibly. But that's not what this appears to be either. This is very confusing. And when you have the sergeant saying he was expressing some truly offensive views, well, why is he going to jail for truly offensive views? Well, why should he, that? He didn't understand how serious they were. What is that? What he said? 
Yeah. yeah. He didn't understand how serious his actions were. So, yeah. I don't know. Like right. literal thought police. Exactly. So they're, they're doing that. They're bragging about this. That's not the, that's not even the worst thing though. That's just the, that was just Monday or whatever day they did this. They're also on Twitter because <laughs> it's pride week, right? Or pride month. Yeah. They're oh, on yeah. Twitter. Pride month. Showing this diversity car. They've put diversity graphics, pride graphics all over their car. And people ask, well, what the hell? How much money did that cost? That was 750 pounds for two cars, but we paid for it with our diversity budget. And then you have another response. Why does the police station have a diversity budget? <laughs> <laughs> so they, well, that's a legitimate question. Yeah. <laughs> Again, I don't know if the Sussex police department is representative of Europe as a whole. I'm not going to pretend to be an expert on European policing, but the, the Sussex police department is a great follow for something that appears to be parody quality jokes in the context <laughs> of monthly tragedy. It, it, it really is. Uh, uh, it's a spectacle to watch. It's frustrating and entertaining at the same time. I'd love to know what that diversity budget is. Yeah. How much money? And then I was wondering too, what, what, what other things is it going to fund? Right. Yeah. So I was looking this up. There are also diversity budgets in some municipalities in Canada that they've used to paint rainbow crosswalks and things like that. As far as I can oh. tell, it's always decorations. Diversity budgets oh. are always decorations. Uh, <laughs> so it's like and, gay party planning for cops. Is that what yeah. you're telling me? Pretty and much. this is, Ugh. this is in the context of Sadiq Khan. And again, Sussex is different from London. I know they're not the same exact thing, but you do have police departments throughout Europe, even in the United States, always saying, look, we operate uh, within limited resources, limited staff, mm -hmm. limited hours, limited money, all of that. 750 pounds is not a huge amount of money, but that's money that could, I'd rather have 750 pounds used to fight terrorism than 750 pounds used to, give di diversity graphics on the police cars, which presumably right. are going to come off after pride month, or are they going to leave them on? Is it going to be forever a rainbow car? Oh gosh, that didn't even occur to me. Is this only for one month? That's pride month is June, right? Yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> it's rough in Seattle these days. I'm Every out. month is pride month. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Let's, um, Let's move on to auto wa warm beer because uh, there's some interesting things here. Uh, assuming we're good okay. on Super Chat. Yeah, Yeah, let's wait. Okay, so I, I have not followed the auto, auto warm beer story very closely over its entire duration. So auto warm beer is a, was a American University of Virginia student who traveled to Pyongyang on some sort of academic trip, uh, Pyongyang, North Korea, in late December, early January 2016. So a year and a half... A year and a half a year and a half ago. That's the Coors Light talk in there. Um, and he allegedly takes, when he's leaving this hotel that he's staying at in Pyongyang, which is common for foreign journalists and foreign visitors generally, he takes this a political propaganda sign or like some North Korean slogan sign off the wall, allegedly. And uh, that's a crime. He gets the, on his way out of North Korea, actually at the airport about to depart, he gets taken away by a guard and then he ultimately is coerced into confessing, allegedly coerced. It seems we'll play it, but it seems like this is obviously a coerced confession regarding his crime of taking down this poster. And he's sentenced to 15 months hard labor in a North Korean. 15, I thought he got sentenced 15 to 15 years. years. Yeah, oh, okay. it was 15 years. Um, thank you. And, and so he's there for the last year and a half. He comes home last week or two weeks ago in a comatose state. 
He's in a coma. They have to carry him around. He's non-responsive, not in a good, not in good shape. The North Korean authorities say that he contracted botulism in combination with a sleeping pill. And that's why he is the way that he is. He has since died. He died on Monday. Uh, I don't in, think he in, was in a coma. I think he was in a full on vegetative state when he was returned oh, okay. to the United States. Like almost no brain activity. Yeah. And even even before he died, the doctors said, well, he's basically never going to come back to to functional. And he then then he passes on. And then there is some investigation into what happened to him. There's no evidence of botulism, as the North Korean uh, authorities say. But there's also no evidence of blunt trauma. It's not like he was just beaten. Right. He didn't have signs of or acute... strangulation or anything. Yeah. Yeah. So it remains a mystery what exactly happened to him. But there are a couple noteworthy things about this upon revisiting it. And um, those being, I had kind of always assumed that he did do what he was accused of. But there are some questions. You had asked questions about that earlier this week, Blonde. Did he even do that? Now his roommate in North Korea is questioning that as well. So there's maybe reason to doubt that he even did anything. And then we'll look at his coerced confession also. And then the thing everybody's talking about, a lot of these just grotesque responses from people that say he basically deserved it. There's a couple noteworthy ones, the Huffington Post article that everyone's looked at, and this University of Delaware professor who says much the same thing. So let's take a look at what actually uh, uh, the alleged security footage of Otto Warmbier, which is right here. So this is allegedly, again, the security footage of him taking down this poster. And... Blonde, you had said he basically looks like Sasquatch or some something like that. He kind of does. Like, it looks like... Look, he's just, wearing giant shoes, a bunch of clothes. Yeah. Just weird movements. And, and there's all really dark clothing, too. He's covered his head. There's something Yeah, he's like wearing a hood head. or something. After I- okay. Then this is his... This is just audio of his confession. Uh, I couldn't play the video because whoever owns the copy after I'm on it is militant about that. But this is what he said. Um, and you can hear this is just this is not language anyone would use who wasn't coerced into saying this. This is very bizarre. He confesses to what he did, but also how he planned it before going to North Korea. He had planned this all along and uh, how much damage he had done to the North Korean uh, people and the North Korean uh, government and how impressed he is with North Korea's um fairness and humanity in dealing with him really weird i planned in detail to accomplish my plan i arrived in pyongyang on december 29th 2015 i committed my crime of taking out the important political slogan from the staff only area of the angokdo international hotel aimed at harming the work ethic and the motivation of the Korean people. I have been very impressed by the Korean government's humanitarian treatment of severe criminals like myself and of their very fair and square legal procedures in the DPR Korea. I am begging to the Korean people and government for my forgiveness and I am praying to the heavens so that I may be returned home to my family. Is that Okay, and then his roommate has some doubts to cast upon this. This is just kind of well, conjecture wait, it, and guessing. Go in it. the beginning of that, he said, um, I planned in detail how to execute my plan. Yeah. Like this was clearly written by somebody who was not a native in the first language. Speaker, yeah. Right? yeah. I, I pray to the heavens said no American yeah. ever. ever. Yeah. Yeah. It's ever. both what he's saying and how he's saying it. Like who would ever severe say criminal. I'm a severe criminal. <laughs> 
I praise their humanitarian efforts. Yeah, this was not written by somebody that speaks English. So this is what his roommate says, the guy who stayed with him actually on the North Korea trip. And he has some doubts about what's happened here. Not really. American college student Otto Warmbier ripping a propaganda poster from the wall. Or is it an imposter? For the first time, Otto's roommate on that ill-fated visit to North Korea is speaking out. Do you believe that that's Otto in that video? In my heart of hearts, the guy I knew for three or four days was not that type of guy. We never mentioned anything remotely like that. He'd already, we'd already bought some souvenirs. He was tapped on the shoulder by a guard. Uh, no words were spoken. We got on so well, I sort of sort of laughed towards Otto and said, well, we, we might, mightn't see you again. Of course, I didn't realize the irony of them words. Hmm. Jeez. So thoughts kind of on whether or not he plan? actually did it? I, I would just of be guessing. Didn't do it. I don't think what he did kind- it either. Yeah, uh, you don't have to like plan this kind of thing out. He just tore tore a poster down. Like, what what do you mean? You you, you had an extensive plan for how to do this? No, well, yeah, what I mean just, is, did he I actually do a, it though? No, no. I mean, I'm saying, of course oh, not. Yeah. And just a statement: I tore the poster in order to affect the work ethic of the North Korean people. Like, you have yeah. to be a propagandist to even think like that. Right. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, yeah. Well, apparently their, I don't know, their entire workforce was less productive for half the year because they didn't read the motto of the North Korean, the, the North Korean people or whatever that is. It's, it is so much of what North Korea is, is just otherworldly. And that's why it's so difficult for, you know, people like me or but, us to, to even, I, I can't speculate about what's going on there because this is so bizarre to me. It's almost alien they, or something. They would absolutely like restage someone dressed up to rip down that sign because that, yeah. that to yeah. me like if i were to carry out this i don't know sinister plan in order to affect the work ethic of the north korean people by removing <laughs> one of their important posters i love how he said that you yeah. know that's not how i would do it just like and then like I, yeah <sighs> like a robot yeah well did you guys see the famous huffington post article revisited did you see that oh, this yeah. week I have not actually. Oh, you have not. Okay. I have not. So, so a lot of people have been looking back. There have been there's been bad reaction both to this week's news, which is his return to the U.S. and his death, but also a revisitation of some of the older pieces published about him at the time of his conviction, roughly a year ago, spring 2016. The one that's being most commonly revisited is this Huffington Post piece here. Uh, North Korea proves your white male privilege is not universal. And this is, a, this is an article by a black female author who basically makes the case of makes a case that's something to the effect of, oh, poor Otto, that's the life I live in the U.S. every day. <laughs> some, really? Some, some quotes from this article here. Um, I'm not 11 anymore, and now my father's callous reaction to Michael Fay's sentence um, is my reaction to another young white man who went to an Asian country and violated their laws. Uh, and learned that the shield, the shield of his cishet male identity, or the shield his cis white male identity provides here in America, is not Teflon abroad. So his white male armor was insufficient in North Korea. <laughs> yeah, I'm willing to bet my last dollar he was aware of the political climate in that country. But privilege is a hell of a drug. The high of privilege told him that North Korea's history of making examples out of American citizens who dare challenge the rigid legal system in any way was no match for his alabaster American privilege. Coming from a country filled with citizens who lambast black victims of state-sanctioned violence by telling us if we obey the law, we won't have to face the consequences, Warmbier should have listened. If he had obeys Nor- obeyed North Korea's laws, he would be home now, 
the hopeless fear warm beer is now experiencing is my daily reality living in a country where white men like him are willfully oblivious to my suffering even as they are complicit in maintaining the power structures that ensure their supremacy at my expense he is now an outsider at the mercy of a government unfazed by his cries for help i get it Oof. oh Oof. oh my god <laughs> Oh my God! You really want to you want to tell me that your life as a black female American, one of the most entitled groups, one of the most entitled demographics, is as bad as a prisoner in North Korea? Basically the same. Seriously, is she is that yeah, what she's going to say? Very similar. I see. I see where the you know the comparison comes from. <laughs> yeah. God. Yeah. That's outrageous. She's been eviscerated online for that though. Yeah, her tweet, her Twitter account's private now, and um, uh, you know, I'm. I I was saying to you privately, people are going to, you're such a cuck for that. I do have to say, I'm not a fan of um, kind of going after people for pieces that they've written after facts of the case have changed. But what she was saying there is absurd, even in the context of him being alive and merely imprisoned. So Yeah, but have things changed that much? I mean, it's not like an unrealistic expectation that he's going to die in a North Korean prison. I mean, that's what sure. happens in a North Korean prison. Sure. She like, had all the information she needed. If he was returned home in a healthy state and with his parents alive and well and free now, what she wrote would be ridiculous. But I just yeah. wanted to, you know, I just want to say that generally I, I don't like to hold people to account for, for things like that when the facts of the case have changed. However, uh, I don't know. Tweet her all you want, even though you can't because it's private. <laughs> But I mean, I also love how she compares, yeah, the the student with, with this weird name to the the African Americans who are I don't know shot by police here, and it seems like she was like, oh, if you don't want to be punished, just don't commit the crime. Exactly. So is she agreeing that they should have shouldn't have commit the crimes, and they actually did commit the crime? I'm I'm not even sure where it's where inconsistent she was going logic. With that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Or the or immigrants crossing the southern border. We don't say right. well, you need to obey the law. Obey the laws right. of the land. You get what's coming to you. No, right. we don't hear that. Uh, and also, I mean, like, it, I think a lot of people believe that even if he did, like, tear down the poster, his punishment wasn't just because tearing right. down a poster was wrong in and up, like, wasn't wrong. Um, is she, like, arguing that the black people who actually do commit these crimes, like, is theft not actually wrong? And I, yeah. I, yeah, I just, I don't know. I don't understand the logic. Is, yeah, is just, justice is, um, you know, is a concept of the punishment fitting the crime. And there's a reason we have a constitutional amendment prohibiting cruel and unusual punishments. I don't think if this happened here, we wouldn't call it justice. Well, that's just the law. That's the law. That's what the right. law says. 15 years hard labor for taking a poster down. We wouldn't call that justice. Can uh, I just the say, other, though, it would be kind of funny it. if the U.S. brought back hard labor as, like, <laughs> hey this, hey, this we could this, have that wall built the wall could be built that's true yeah that we should get this uh first person to get sentenced to a sentence to hard labor should be this huff post author i would say it doesn't really matter because I, she's already black in america so it'd be basically the same thing it'd be redundant thing, yeah it'd be redundant yeah yeah uh the only other piece i had noted on this was there's this university of delaware professor who said that auto warm beer was typical of rich white clueless males and got exactly what he deserved at the hands oh of North Koreans. I'll link this in the uh, chat if you want to check it out. She's a, I will agree with these people to the extent that there's an element of naivete that you have to have to go to North Korea. Sure. I mean, yeah. Uh, also, where were this kid's parents being like, don't do that? Oh, my God. Wasn't yeah. he uh, pretty young? I mean, 
I think he was 22. This was a, tw- or this maybe is an younger. academic trip, though. Yeah, he, I mean, he's college age. I don't know. So, What are you doing okay. there, bud? Try to keep things on track time-wise. So I got three more things I want to talk about. I want to talk about Philando Castile. I want to talk about this crazy road rage incident and then the cringe that is going to cringe your faces off before we get out of here. So um, if we're good on Super Chat before we get into those... We can move into those uh, or should we let, take a break? Let me catch up because we got quite a few. David okay. Howard, $5. Spending tax money moderating a social media site that moderates itself. Prime governing there. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Uh, Humane Mind, $5. You guys are underestimating just how much planning it takes to tear down a poster and how much effort it takes <laughs> or, and how much effect that has on work efforts in I know. that area. <laughs> Was it premeditated poster tearing? That is a meaningful <laughs> link, uh, legal dis- uh, distinction there. It's, it's true. Uh, Dave S. $2. Please come on again. Roaming Millennial. Best guest so far. We love having Roaming Millennial on. She's always welcome. Open invitation. Yeah, I love being with you guys. <laughs> we should uh, work on that loyalty card. Um, well, I haven't <laughs> talked to Roaming about this, too. I, I, have, I have this secret plan. I always tell Blonde, I'm going to fire you for Roaming Millennial. So. I swear. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. She's going to be fired one of these days. I will. Yeah. yeah. Beauty and the Beta, I swear to God, so that no one else can do this show. It's what Axel Rose did with Guns N' Roses. I'll yeah, do yeah. it. <laughs> I believe, yeah, I believe she would. Yeah. yeah. Stan, uh, friend of the show. Uh, love roaming millennial on the show. Great chemistry. Thank you, Stan. Liberative, um, $5. Contrast the guy who's going to jail for Facebook posts and the guy beating his wife for a half hour with a hockey stick who mm. wasn't told that was wrong. I don't remember that. I don't know that case. I'll have to look. email that, email that story to us. We'll check it out. Yeah, yeah, email the, the Beauty and the Beta. Miss um, Malevolent, friend of the show, $5. What do you think about uh, Majid Nawaz's interview with Bill Maher and is introducing the regressive left into the lexicon of mainstream uh, America? I'm not familiar with this interview. Did this happen this week? Yeah, it was this week. I did watch it. So he, I agree with mostly with what he says. He, he's, a, he's an ex-Muslim who talks about the need to reform um, from within, which I agree with in full. So I, I'm not keen on where he stands on refugee and immigration issues so sometimes i worry maybe he's a little too loose on that for my taste but i haven't looked too much into it one thing he said though is he's suing the southern poverty law center for defamation because he's on their extremist list along with ayan hersi ali and some other ex-muslims who have lived the life and are trying to reform it and for whatever reason the splc has sided with jihadis basically uh so that'll be interesting that's something to watch with him is who wins in that defamation case Oh, yeah. Okay, thank you for that. And then uh, next one, Joshua D. Marshall, $10. Here's some cash for your own diversity budget, guys. That will definitely- <laughs> We should, yes. That's a great idea. We the, should have a the diversity. The walls behind you guys would look so much better with some rainbows. It would be I so should. much more inclusive. I should go oh, down to Michael's or some craft store tomorrow with that 10 bucks, and I'll buy a little set piece, a little diversity piece back there. That's yeah. a good idea. I'll find real something. gay, real gay. I'll find a little uh, Richard rainbow. W, five dollars. Is Matt wearing pants? Uh, Matt always wears yeah. pants. We talk about this all the time. Yeah, I'm always wearing jeans, guys. Like, he no has a job to... where he doesn't have to wear pants, yet he still inexplicably wears pants. I don't get it. Yeah, yeah I hate I shorts. Don't, I don't That's get a topic it for another day. <laughs> J J Fry, two dollars. You drink piss beer, Matt. Friend of the show, J Fry. Yeah. Type, well, type in all caps that J Fry's taste in beer doesn't matter. J Fry will it's actually don't do it. So ban you. Don't do it. Yeah. Um, and then last one, new weapon soldier, $5. Here's some money to start your guy's diversity budget. Ah, someone got it, got it first. <laughs> also, I'm waiting for my new weapons, Matt. Thank you very much, okay. you guys. We are all caught up on that. Um, let's okay. talk about Flano Castile. Yeah, I'll be quick with this because we talked about it at length last week. We didn't have the dash cam. So people are familiar with this case. Uh, Falcon Heights, Minnesota, pulled over for the broken taillight. 
tells the officer he has a gun. Officer says, don't grab the gun. And officer shoots him seven times. We didn't know what that looked like until now. And we still don't know what it looked like inside the car, but we do know what it looked like outside the car. And that footage, um, I mean, we said last week, if ever there was a case that was pretty dubious on the part of the officer, this looks to be it. And yeah. uh, I mean, but the officer was cleared, remember? And still, this is, this I is what happened. I was more skeptical last week, and then I saw the dash cam footage, and it horrified me, horrified yeah. me. I couldn't believe the hair trigger, and I was like, this is like, this is the worst case, the most legitimate case of police brutality that maybe I've ever seen. Sure. So he, he's talking to him about the broken taillight and everything escalates very quickly. I think that's probably what was the most surprising thing to me. I'll talk about at the other end of this here. I heard you, your brake lights are out. So you only have one activated active brake light and that's gonna be your passenger side one, your third brake light, which is up here on top. And then this one back here, it's gonna be out. You have your license insurance? Sir, I have to tell you, I do have a okay. firearm okay. on me. I don't reach for it, then. Don't pull it out. Don't pull it out. Don't pull it out. And then he calls for additional support, and they get the little girl out of the backseat. Christ, it was like that's hard to watch. Two seconds, it's hard to watch. It was like two seconds before he told him, uh, he told him that he had a firearm, and then it was like two seconds before he got shot. Yeah, mm-hmm. when we went over the transcript, and based on my reading of this before, it didn't seem evident to me that Philando Castile had done anything wrong, and of course, that, that doesn't change in watching this. But I always thought that this was a product of some sort of communication confusion between the officer and Philando, and that's probably what it is. But I thought the confusion would be more ongoing, like, hey, dude, don't don't reach, don't reach, right, don't right. reach, yeah, it don't so reach. Fast. It's yeah. so fast. I mean, the seconds and and yeah. seven shots in succession. Seven shots, man. I I don't I don't know police training. I'm not a police officer. I don't know any police officers super personally, but to me, this also strikes me as a breach of some type of training protocol. I mean, the, 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 he just, he's way too reactionary and just kind of jumpy. And he did give him conflicting directions. He said, yeah. show me your license. And then he said, he said Don't he had a gun. Don't yeah. reach for it. He said, I'm not reaching for it. I mean, so it's like, do you show him your license? You don't know if he's reaching for the gun or the license. Yeah. It was just, and I don't know. I feel like that, that can have happened according to protocol. Like what yeah. the cop was supposed to do. That can't right. be what he was right. supposed to That do. can't be protocol, it, right? I would like a, a a great legal mind to explain to me too. Obviously, the jury cleared him and did not find they they bought the the defense that he feared for his life and and they were satisfied with the defense's case. Was it just a matter of the charge that was brought? Is that why I need someone to explain to me how what was this the could be? Brought? I I can't remember like manslaughter of some manslaughter? sort. Yeah. Um, I, again, not, I'm not a legal mind, but for this, this doesn't strike me as something that should be, you should be cleared. Like, you, well, nothing wrong here. Yeah, no legal problems whatsoever. I, I got to believe that there's some sort of legal breach there, <laughs> but I need someone who's keen on the details of this to explain it to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I kind of agree with Blonde. Like if there ever is a case against police brutality, this 
or, you know, excessive use of force, I think this would be it. But, um, you know, I've, I saw like recently a lot of people on Twitter talking about this and then, you know, again, bringing up the whole Black Lives Matter thing. This is, this is awful. This didn't need to happen. And I, I do think the cop was at fault here. Like, again, without seeing inside the car what was happening, it is hard, but it, it's hard to imagine a scenario where the cop was like justified, like, oh yeah, I would have done the yeah. same. But yeah. people are still trying to make it a racial issue and that I don't think it is. No, the cop was was Latino, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. Um, and some of the defense from the cop really bothered me. Like he said that um, the vehicle smelled of marijuana, and if that were true, then he then what else would the guy do to be endangering his daughter and stuff? And I'm yeah. like, you know, you can't, you're not gonna take me there with pot. That's that's not how you're gonna you're gonna get me there. I just yeah. none of it sat right with me. I, I don't know. But and I think course, that some of this might be the Ferguson effect where cops are more reactionary because they feel like they're in more danger than they probably are, you know, sure. on a regular basis. And we can't see what Philando did. I just have a hard time believing he's going to calmly say, no, officer, I do have a firearm on me. I'm going to let you know that. And then go oh, and whip out the firearm. Really fast. Whip it I, don't, out, right. I don't think that's going to happen. It seemed like he was aware yeah. that that would escalate the situation and he wasn't going to do anything drastic. Mm-hmm. And so I have a hard time believing that he did. But again, that's without seeing the footage. Anyway, that's that's basically well, all, all that's available in this weapon, case. If you're going to shoot a cop is only going to be an asset to you if you don't disclose that you have a concealed weapon. Yeah. Right. I have a gun and here it is. Like, right. I know. Who no. does that? Yeah. Yeah. It's really awful. I, I found that really disturbing. Really yeah. disturbing. Yeah, it was really hard to watch. Well, hey, speaking of dash cam footage or cell phone footage from a dashboard, you guys see this <laughs> Santa Clarita, California car crash this week? Yeah, this I tweeted road about it. I was... incident. Oh my God. Okay, so the story here is that um, there's, a, there's a car, there's a sedan that we'll see in the footage here if you haven't seen it yet. And it's bumped. There was a bike in the vicinity of the car merging let me start over there's a motorcycle in close proximity to a sedan you know interstate traffic in california the car merges lanes and apparently bumps the bike by accident biker guy gets pissed drives up close to the car exchanges some words with it cell phone guy in the third car starts recording because he sees something's about to go down biker guy kicks the car car kind of tries to swerve at him and just creates complete chaos that's this is what the uh that looked like <gasps> okay we're stopping and they flipped a truck over too in the process okay stop and then there was this great on facebook milo put out this great kind of meme of it but the biker is a Trump tweet, the car is liberals, and the truck is the media. <laughs> so here comes Trump beside the car, gives it a kick. The liberals freak out, crash their car, and flip over the media truck. <laughs> and you'll notice that the Trump tweet, the biker in this case, speeds off. And that's that's actually what happened. The, the motorcycler is still at large. Now the truck driver, the truck that got flipped, was hospitalized, non-life-threatening injuries. Sounds like that person's going to be fine. So we're not dealing with death or serious injury, it sounds like. Um, but uh, I hope they catch that motorcycle guy. It's not cool. Can't kick cars like that. Yeah. No, I, did anyone else feel a little bit of concern when they saw how quickly, like, fire kind of came from the front hood of that car? Yeah. When it just, the car just, just like, into flames. Yeah. I'm pretty <laughs> yeah. sure that's not supposed to happen. 
<laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't, I, I, maybe, uh, someone who's more keen on, uh, we got a lot of, we got a lot of listeners who are keen on car stuff who could probably explain to us how that would happen. Um, cause yeah, you're right. There is this, there's this big explosion. Let's see if we can catch it on a freeze frame here. Okay. We're stopping. Oh, it's a little bit before that. Uh, right about, yeah, there yeah. there's just a big fire explosion in front of the car. Jeez. Hmm. That can't be normal. Uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But uh, the motorcycle man speeds away and escapes for the time being. Anyway, just a crazy clip. Uh, but I have a crazier clip. I have the the surprise cringe to end all surprise cringe if you're ready for it. Uh, we might want to catch up on Super Chat before we do that. Is Blonde still here? She's frozen for me. She's frozen for me, too. Oh. Okay, well then... Uh, let's see. But it's kind of nice that it's not me for once. <laughs> well, I swear this isn't a bit. I'm not kicking blonde out. I'm not firing her. This is not. A, <laughs> this, she actually has disappeared. Okay, oh, so no. she's dropped. Let's see if we can get her back. What? I'm gonna. Come on, blonde. There we go. Oh, you're I? back. What? Ha- I, don't, I don't know. The call just dropped me. I no. blame you. This is your fault. No, I but swear we do I didn't. I didn't do anything. Yeah. So let's do super chat and then the cringe to end all cringe. We just got a hundred dollar donation Ooh. from Volate. Thank you very well, much. Thank you. Just joined to say hi to roaming roaming. Matt hi. never uses my articles on the show. No, I didn't study finance blonde, but I have money anyway. <laughs> thank you very much for the donation. We really appreciate it. You can send very me articles. Generous. I'm sorry. I don't use them on the show, but truth be told, a lot of the times videos I do or stuff we share on the show comes from listeners sending us links. So please do send yep. away. Um, then we have one more humane mind, uh, $10 after declaring that you're armed, you identify where the gun is. Mm. As soon as the officer said, don't reach Philando should have stopped the cop shot too many times though. Uh, two to the chest, one to the head, there were, one to the I head. Thought he was really? only in the chest. I thought he was in only the in footage, the chest. You can see him bleed out in the, in the car yeah. stream that she did after the fact. I don't, I, I swear yes. there wasn't a headshot, but don't quote me on maybe, it. Maybe he's saying that the cop should have shot him twice in the chest, oh. once in the head, maybe. Oh, um, but I, and then I go in. I mean, I, I do think that like, I mean, if I were in that situation and maybe they teach you this in like, when you apply for your gun license, I'm not sure how it works in the States, but you know, proper protocol to follow when, you know, an officer stops you. I do think that you have to like, you just say, Hey, it's over here. And I didn't hear him do that. Not that this is justified or anything. Um, right. But yeah, I don't know. But it lends to the miscommunication theory, which was yeah. kind of fortified in my mind after watching that. I'm like, they they clearly had a miscommunication, but this cop had a hair trigger. Sure. Yeah. Um, He's overreacting. Definitely. Uh, then we have Dan Irish, $5. Frozen blonde is best blonde. Thank you, Dan. <laughs> Douche. Uh, Joshua D. Marshall, $10. Blonde has perfected the art of freeze frame. Double points. I wonder, sometimes yeah. people on Twitter send me like the facial expression that I yeah. have when, when it's freeze. And sometimes it's so bad. I'm like, oh, God. Well, uh, I'm going to do I'm that gonna, in editing. Well, I'm going to make some of yes. those memes in about a second once you see uh, this. Great. I don't know about you guys, but I often forget to take the pose for thumbnails when I'm editing. When I say often. And then you define it. Video Are you guys and pose? I don't pose. I just take it's a still well, frame. I want pick- to because like then you can like make sure you get like a cute angle or like a cute expression, but I always forget. So I end up having to go through my, my footage and look for a at least semi flattering freeze frame, which pretty much never happens. They're all like, I know that, that's apparently what I look like when I talk Yeah. or like a blow up doll. I always have this face going on like in every freeze frame. Yeah. Oh, damn it. Yeah. 
That's all. We're caught up. Okay. Well, uh, I uh, I hope your lives were good up until this point because you're now about I to die of cringe. Um, <laughs> this is. Uh, let me. I don't. I don't even want to introduce it because I just want it to be a, a surprise. So this is from like Buzzfeed's. It's from a, a woman channel of theirs. I forget what it's called. It's 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 in there. Um, it's it's artwork. They've decided to to make some artwork, some feminist artwork. Um. Oh, <laughs> getting a period can sometimes be tricky. And often we're taught to hide the fact that we're even on our periods. Oh, but no. why? It's the human body, damn it. So what yeah, the it's the human body. Why should uh, we be ashamed? No, what's happening? What's happening, Skag? I think we should remove some stigmas. Don't no, you? Let's Help not. artist Sarah on. Levy. We're taking period shame and flipping oh. it on its head. It's yeah. ladylike. And today we are painting with our menstrual blood. Ladylike blood. That's ladylike. <laughs> <laughs> At least I think it's BuzzFeed. I think this is a BuzzFeed sub project. I might be wrong. The channel's name is sure Lady. Like for real, or you're yeah, positive? Okay, so this is the thing. When I first saw this link this week, I thought might be expertly done parody. Might be right. Can't, it can't be real. This is real. This is real. I'm 95% sure. If if I'm not, then I'm fake news and whatever. But if it is parody. Well done. Commitment to the bit. You stayed in character. You produced a convincing product. You think you've seen enough already. Just There's... wait. Just wait. They're about to produce some amazing artwork for us. My name is Sarah Levy. I gained notoriety for my portrait of Bloody Trump. So what are you guys going to paint? We decided to go with things that we rely on when we're on our periods. So I'm going to be painting chocolate chip cookies and peanut M&Ms. Fabulous. I think I'm going to paint a glass nice. of red wine. So do you have any like tips or pointers for us as we're like going into this? I think the main thing is just to have fun oh! with it, explore the blood as blood and not just what? any other red thing. Figure out how can you use the clots or the, the yeah. mucus. Oh, oh, oh. I can't use my clots as, have the, fun with it. as the chocolate chips. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> that's really good. Oh, it smells. Can you smell it? It hit over here, yeah, it did. It smells like eggies. Got a pussy up, let's do this. We started off today painting with a tampon. She's using the tampon like a Crayola marker. Oh my I've God. I've never seen that before. It's dribbling. Oh. Taking that first tampon stroke completely changed the game for me. Oh I was just immediately God. empowered. This is my blood, it is my life. This feels oh weirdly normal. God. Oh, why are you doing God, this to me? Chunker. A favorite moment while I was painting is when I was working with my little chunks and I would be like, Sarah, come look at my chunks. And she would run over and be like, oh yeah, nice. So you felt it necessary to- Okay, and then this is some of the reaction. They did a little gallery show. <laughs> you guys look like you're gonna barf. Oh my God, hang on, hang on just a little bit longer. Cause now we just have to look at the reaction. Painted pepperoni pizza with your period. <laughs> a lot of people didn't quite know what it was. I'm not that offended though. And it kind of made people guess and it made them interact with period blood, which they probably have never done that before. Mm. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, it's quite chunky. I mean, it makes me really disappointed about what I've been doing with my period blood. It never looks that cool. I'm really impressed. With period yeah. blood as an art form, it's taking a part of yourself and something that is generally deemed as a negative and turning it into something beautiful. It was like really oh thrilling watching men look at that art. Cause like, it's probably the first time they've ever seen period blood. And it was kind of like, whoa. We did this so we could put our blood in front of your faces some more so we can drop the stigma around it. It's just a period, you know? Yeah, you know, guys. 
It's just a period. No, no stigma. I hate you right now. I hate you. You know what? But- this this is real because I recognize some of the BuzzFeed people. Like they, oh, yeah. they're yeah. the like the overweight one and the one that looks kind of like ambiguously ethnic with short hair. The girl, like they they work for BuzzFeed, so this is real. Yeah, I uh, I I'm almost speechless at this um, because I just I don't understand. The the I guess do I have to be gross and go with the logical extent here? I mean, there there's the male equivalent to this. Hey, we're tired of being stigmatized for our fill in the blank. We're gonna make artwork with it. Or hey, tired of being stigmatized for various other bodily functions. We're gonna paint with it. No, that's just biohazardous waste. No one's shaming you for having a period. Uh, we would just like to have it done privately, where I don't have yeah. to. Talk about the chunks. Can't we for just example. have our gross little body secrets, every one of us, and not talk yeah. about it with each other? That's all I want. I don't want to hear I, about anybody's poop, anybody's periods. I don't want to know. Yeah. I don't feel like I don't see why they feel the need to like literally put their periods in our faces. Yeah. Why? Have you ever felt stigmatized about your period like ever no. in your life? Me neither. No. no. And I think they talk about Oh, I'm glad a lot of those men had to look at look at it because that's like the first time they've had to see it. Well, one, yeah, but I don't know any guy who looks down upon women for it. I think for most of us, it's if you were to talk about it, it's kind of embarrassing for us because we not because we look down on women for that function, just because we don't get it. You know what I mean? It's kind because of like, it's gross. That's yeah, it. It's just, just kind of, gross. yeah, because gross, but because it's kind of embarrassing too. Like it's, it's a woman thing. We don't get it. It's, we're not mad. We're not angry I, at you. Actually, like, I mean, from the experiences I've had with like guys and periods, all the guys I've known have been like kind of clueless about it, but they, they want to like try to make you feel better. And they're sorry. They understand it sucks and they're sorry about it, but they don't really know. And like, it, it's kind of like, yeah. I mean, it's it's a foreign concept to them that you bleed every month, so it freaks them out. But you know, they don't. I've never had a guy like, oh, you know, your dirty period. Yeah. I can't even like make fun of what that would sound like because I have no idea. Where's the campaign to stop boner shaming? Where's that? (laughs) Exactly. We've been tucking them up for far too long. It's time they were. I'm sick of putting it in my (laughs) waistband. Exactly. Nah, that's really only an issue for like, you know, adolescents, dude. When, when you're when you're in high school, you got to become a professional uptucker. And uh, once you're an adult, it's no longer an issue. But oh. those kids shouldn't be shamed. You're right. Yeah, every, well, thank you for every that. single that was... bodily function should just be out in the open, right? Just no no boundaries. Well, yeah, oh, I, God, they're like well, the chunks. Why? I'm, I'm so tired oh. of bathrooms having chunks stalls. We need to stop stigmatizing you know, people taking a shit or whatever else. No, some things are just nice and private because we like privacy yeah. for things that are kind of personal and gross. How Damn did it, they Matt, collect I was the blood? Tonight. <laughs> oh. yeah, how did I think they I'm going to lose my cores if we watch any more of this. Yeah. Uh, anyway, apparently real. Apparently real. And I don't have the page brought up. I could probably find it. Um, just in case you think this is fringe. Uh, oh, I don't have the link in here. It's on it's on their page, their ladylike page or whatever. It's a pretty even split of likes and dislikes. It's about 40,000 up and 40,000 oh, down. God. And it's actually you... more up than down. Oh, so gosh. that's the world we live in. This is um this is feminist empowerment. 
Um, you might be empowered, but you won't have the power to find a spouse. So good luck with that. You will be unhappy in painting for the rest of your life. I hate this shit. It makes me hate my own gender. It's, it's really annoying. Well, yeah, I just but don't understand you... why they're so gross. Like, why why do yeah. feminists always have to be gross? Like these these photos. I don't know. They're just they're unappealing to every sense. Like they not good to look at. Apparently, they smell bad. Judging from what they're describing their periods, I was like, why can't you? Mm. You, you have plenty of, uh, there's plenty of embarrassment for the men in there too. Um, you have the guys, the, the, the couple of those Beta guys. Beta cuff just, number one. You know yeah. who I'm talking about. Oh, well, this has turned something that was stigmatized into a source of something empowerment. Something negative like, into dude, something positive. If you beautiful. can't stand up to say this is gross, there's no hope for you. Okay. <laughs> no. uh, Maybe he and one of the feminists though are like a perfect match. A match made in heaven. <laughs> <laughs> she can be disgusting about her period and, and he'll be okay with it because he's a yeah. pussy. God, this is one of the most graphic shows we've ever done between, uh, you know, the, <laughs> Philando the Philando Castile Castil thing, the car explosion, uh, the, the period blood artwork. Probably, I don't know, it's probably a limited amount of time you can watch this. But I, I was thinking about that. I was like, this is so gross, but it's also on YouTube. So there's no censorship issue here or like they're, yeah. they're earning money off of this. How is this I ad friendly? I cannot imagine something off the top of my head that is less advertiser friendly for that. Like if I had a product to sell, that is the last thing that I would want my product <laughs> associated with. Oh, I know. I bet you a million dollars they haven't been demonetized too. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. But I can't talk about the most recent terrorist attack. These ugly fat feminists can paint with their disgusting, <laughs> smelly blood clots. Why did you show that to me? God, why would for this exact reaction. I've never like seen a bodily fluid and been like, I should put that on canvas. Oh, and there's and more. This, this whole video is like 10, 11, 12 minutes long. And she, she talks what? about, they talk about a lot of those things. Like when I, when I was, you know, when I was a teenage girl, I was so horrified by my period. But if someone had told me, you know, we can paint with that, I would have been excited and it would have made it a much better experience. No, Seriously? for the love of God, would I ever raise a child with any one of those women? Never. Never. You're the worst Good. role model I've ever seen. That's the attitude men should have and people should stop wiping these feminists. Yet they this do is, and it creates more of them. This is like an argument for eugenics and forced sterilization if I've ever heard one. No, exactly. Like, like, never mind not around my children. Like no children. You should evolutionary dead ends. That's it, Blonde. She just reached it. You are now redundant. You're unnecessary. You're fired. Right? Throwing millennials I can't the new believe co -host. that I'm not the one that just said that. Yeah. I'm sorry, but that... <laughs> mm, no, like removed from gene pool. <laughs> I'm with you. I'm with you. Although this beta cuck thing, I mean, it, it does kind of help. All of them. Themselves. No, all of yeah, all of yeah. them. Everybody involved. Okay, we're running a little um, long I on time. So million super chats that okay. I gotta get to. We'll do the super chats, and then we'll get out of here. And uh, roaming, yeah, if you got places to be, you're welcome to dip, and when we can take the super chats if you want, or hang out and yeah. listen to them. They might be funny. Yeah, I'll, I'll some questions for roaming, I think. So oh, okay, stick around for a few minutes. Um, Mrod, five dollars. I got put in timeout for trying to tell you. It was probably in caps. You know, no caps, you guys. Yeah, you can't do that. Uh, Tree of Logic has evidence from the girlfriend's phone inside her car. He was going for his gun. I'll check that out. Ooh, I'm not. I, uh, that would be very interesting if that exists. Very interesting. Uh, thank you for that, Dan Irish. Five dollars. Plenty of semen painting on Pornhub. What is wrong with you guys? <laughs> I don't want to do this. Why are you telling me crap? I. I I don't. Um, Freedom Work, $5. Tree of Logic did a vid going through the details of this case on our website. His wallet was on the opposite side of the gun, 100% ah. justified. Um, okay. I'll check so this I gotta out. Check right that out. Uh, DKJ spec, a garbage human, $2. Bet you want to talk Vikings football now, eh, Blonde? I will kill all of you, I swear <laughs> to God. Roaming Millennial and I will talk about our makeup boxes. 
so much. I could go on. Yeah. We could, could talk about on. brushes and highlighters and all sorts of stuff. Training camp starts in a month, you know? Oh, oh my liquid God. lipsticks and the different textures. Yeah. I did like the consistency of the Ofra one, I have to say. So dry. Was, was it chunky? Did you like the chunks and the, oh, the mucus? <laughs> okay, okay. Gabriel Lopez, $5. This is BuzzFeed revenge on facials. <laughs> oh, oh, God. <laughs> Maybe that's if true. If they would have said that, I'd be more receptive to it. If that was the way they justified it, I'd at least laugh a little more. Laugh oh with God. them as opposed to laughing at them. Starscream, um, $15.45. Thanks, Matt, for showing that Blonde and, Ro Blonde and Roaming's reactions are priceless. We need to show Roaming some tentacle porn. No, Roaming is sweet and innocent, and we're not going to ruin her with the internet, guys, okay? God. Yeah. We got into, if you caught it, I don't know, but we got into a tentacle porn discussion about that Kurt Eichenwald story, and I then it ended up being a whole bunch of tentacle porn artwork of blonde and i it was actually like really porn. it was really good like too good. good like well done yeah it's a lot of good All tentacle right, porn I'm, artists i'm gonna need to look for some of that so oh, I'll link you, of some. you guys of you guys just <laughs> yeah i think we retweeted a bunch of it um yeah. jay fry two dollars i support this i personally create poo stamps jay fry God. nasty uh joshua d marshall five dollars little baby's ice cream commercial has nothing on this uh, humane mind five dollars officers are trained to only draw their weapon if they need to kill you train to shoot two in the chest one to the head um oh ah, okay so that's what he oh, meant, that's what he meant. Yeah. um richard w five dollars every boner is a blessing hashtag in boner shaming <laughs> uh black magic twenty dollars thank you very much he said thank you for maintaining my sanity guys you are very welcome i don't thank know you. how you could possibly feel more sane after just watching that disgusting segment but <laughs> fine uh, Rafael Salvador, PHP 125. I don't even know what unit of currency. Does anybody know PHP? Philippines? I don't know. Uh, 125 whatever unit. I have no idea how much money that is, but thank you very much. Thank you. You can have this. Just don't ever show that video again in caps. <laughs> yeah, I won't, but it's... the caps thing if you super chat us. Yeah, he can't control those. <laughs> You can't control those, yeah. Um, Arky, zero, zero, five dollars. I'm damn near 40 and I'm plagued with boners. Perhaps something to do with being stuck in a loveless marriage where my dick hasn't been touched in years. God damn you. Hey that sounds like, um, that sounds like, yeah, that's, that's, you should call a different show for that one. Like, uh, <laughs> call who's, um, love line with what's her face, Delilah or something. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's a, that's a good, that's a recommendation. Uh, and then he also sent another $10 that said, you son of a bitch, Matt. And then our last super chat is <laughs> from Ivan Hamilton, $5. I am urging and yelling at Matt along with you, Roaming and Blonde, which gives you more of the cut uh, super chat or Patreon. Um, I think you get to keep all of the super chats, but we haven't had. I, oh, that's what I've, I've seen reported, sure. unconfirmed. Do, do, um, do, you, do you know the numbers, Roaming? Or have you seen? Well, every time I feel like you don't, because every time I have um, super chat like reports, it's like, I think it shows up as transactions, right? Yeah. It's never an even number. And I always get my donations in ah. American dollars and it's always like 0.67. So that kind of leads me to believe that they're taking a cut of something. Otherwise yeah. it would just be like people donated even numbers. And yeah, so. I've seen sources that say that the creator keeps a hundred percent. It's difficult for us to say because the payout is yeah, quarterly. Sure. So I don't, it's hard yeah. to audit. Because that one guy always sends us $14 and 88 cents. Yes. Um, <laughs> so uh, I do know Patreon takes a pretty minimal cut. P Patreon, I don't think takes very much money at all. Like 10 um, or something? 
Yeah. Close to 10%, which is significant yeah. to me. I mean, well, but that's, you know, if, if super chat's only taking 10%, that's pretty minimal too. Most of the time on YouTube, you're talking about ad revenue. You're talking about like a 60, 40 split. Usually I have a hard time believing YouTube's not getting any money off of super chat, but may, yeah. maybe they're not. I, I don't know. Um, bottom line is whatever is convenient for you. We are ecstatic to have support for the show because it keeps us afloat amid the the ads yeah. chaos. Yeah, thank you so much to so, Super Chatters. You guys are so generous. And you really are keeping this afloat because we don't make any money from ad revenue anymore. So I appreciate it. Well, just you. You're the, you're the one who's mostly ad friendly. I've figured out a way to sneak by the system. Yeah, with your asterisks and stuff. I just figure I'm getting demonetized anyway, so I might as well talk about whatever I want to. Yeah. Yeah, I, I've tried asterisks before, but then sometimes I'm like, oh, well, this is so innocuous. I don't need to asterisk this. And then Boom, demonetized. Like, damn it, should have done it. Should have done it. There's, there's <laughs> something more too, because when I did a video on Manchester, I was very careful to not use the word, any words associated with Manchester in the title or tags. And it's still new. And I tried yeah. multiple uploads using different terms. It knew every time. So there, I swear they've got some software that like they listens use the to metadata. You talk. Yeah, no, because you know you have the auto-generated subs, right? Yeah. Yeah, well, they, they scan those. Yeah, it must be. Because they knew yeah. oh, man. that I was talking about Manchester yeah. without me giving them any indicator other than the audio recording of my voice in the video that I was talking about Manchester. So Anthony Brian Logan is in the live chat and he said that YouTube takes 30%. Okay. Oh, that's Damn, high. that is so much. I, I need to, not that I don't believe him, but if he has a source, I would like to see it. Cause I, I need something that's final. I've seen competing information on this. I need something. If it's ideally, if it's from YouTube itself, I would like to see an authoritative source on this. Cause everything I've seen is like news articles, blogs, like third parties reporting on this, as opposed to YouTube saying, this is what it is. And I can't find them saying that's what it is. Well, anyway, my supper, so. Yeah, I got to make oh. dinner and now that's all I'm going to be able to think about. Nothing with red sauce now. Nothing with red sauce. Yeah, oh, yeah. Spaghetti and, uh, yeah, yeah. Spaghetti and um, like a meat sauce. Spaghetti that would, that would and be nothing good. tonight. Yeah. <laughs> I will never eat again. This is. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, we appreciate everybody putting up with the technical difficulties at the start of the show. I swear that I had this ironed out. I'm hoping we won't have to deal with this going forward, but we appreciate your patience there. Um, that is our guest, Roaming Millennial. You can find her uh, her channel and her Twitter and her new website. That's roamingmillennial.com. You can find that all linked atop the podcast description. Uh, tell her we sent you if you're new to her, but let's be honest. Uh, most people who are here know Roaming Millennial. And <laughs> Thanks for having there. me, you guys. Of course, and hopefully sooner rather than later uh, for next time. It'll turn out to be as gross next time, but they'll never talk. <laughs> so uh, thanks to our super chatters, live chatters, all you guys shit posting away, keeping us honest. Uh, uh, while the show tries to maintain some level of sincerity amid duct tape quality internet, there is more of the show. As we said, uh, if you want to listen to the audio in addition to some bonus content, iTunes, Google play, it's all linked in the description, including blonde on Stefan Molyneux. You can find that and you can email us. That's beauty in the beta at gmail.com questions requests or suggestions there we'll be back next sunday if it's sunday sorry chuck todd's not meet the press it is beauty and the beta hope to see you then